Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shurim and Dafyomi. My name is Yitzchak Shalom. We're now on Masachat Sukkot Daf Nun Dalid Amud Bet in the middle of our discussion of Rabbi Acha's report as to whether or not there is a separate kiyah blown for each musaf. So when there's a Yom Tov Shachali Yom Shabbat, etc., whether there's multiple or just one for all the musafim. But first, we will see the Gemara's analysis of the maximum range presented in the Mishnah. Vein Mosifin Al Arba'im Ushmona. Velo. Really, is there, is there no occasion where there's more than 48? If the Pesach is brought on Shabbat, on the 14th of Nisan is on Shabbat, then you have more than 48. Why? According to Rabbi Yehuda, you're going to have 51, because, of course, there is the two groups uh, that uh, come in. The third group doesn't get all the way through Halal. You have 57. So Kitani Midiana. They wanted to pick an example of something that happens yearly. So it's not always the case every year that Arab Pesach falls on Shabbat. As a matter of fact, it's fairly rare. But the example that exists in the Mishnah is also not every year. You don't always have an Arab Shabbat during Sukkot. How could that be? If Sukkot starts on, a sh- on an Erev Shabbat, then there will be no such thing as Erev Shabbat Cholam Moed. Um, uh, when, if that ever happens, we manipulate the calendar in order to push it off and make sure that Yom Tov does not start on a Friday. My Tama. If Sukkot would start on a Friday, Yom Kippur, when was Yom Kippur? Bechad B'Shabbat. Yom Kippur would have been on the Sunday before that. And we don't want to have two Shabbatot in a row, Shabbat and then Yom Kippur. And let's go into Yom Kippur from Shabbat. We also don't want to have Yom Kippur on Friday to go from Yom Kippur into Shabbat. Hilkach Tachinan As a result of that, we will make um, Elul a uh, 30-day month. And as a result of that, Sukkot will start on Shabbat. So Sukkot could never start on Friday, which means Friday of Cholamoid will happen every year. Since when do we do that? We have the Mishnah that says that the Korbanot of Shabbat could be offered that night, Motzah Shabbat, which is Yom Kippur. So you see, Yom Kippur could fall on a Sunday. When I was a student in Rav's Yeshiva in Bavel, we said, If Yom Kippurim falls on Erev Shabbat, there was no Tkiyah of the sixth Tkiyot of Erev Shabbat. If Yom Kippur was on Motzei Shabbat, they would not say Havdalah. That's according to everybody. But the point being, uh, and then he said, Kislikit lahata, when I made aliyash, kichtei the Rabbi Yehuda, b'raid Rabbi Shimon Pazi, diyati v'kama Rabbi Kiva hi. So I found that Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Shimon Pazi, claimed that that was only the opinion of Rabbi Kiva, not a consensus, but it doesn't matter. Point is that they were discussing cases of Yom Kippur and Big on Sunday, and Yom Kippur and Big on Friday, which means that we don't manipulate the calendar at all. The answer is, lokash, ha-rabanan ha-acherim. Uh, there's uh, two different opinions about whether the calendar is manipulated for that purpose. This is the t- purpose. Achrim's position is that from Shavuot to Shavuot, or from Rosh Hashanah to Rosh Hashanah, there will be a four-day gap during the week, meaning that that the uh, year will culminate in a regular year with four days surplus, and in a Shalom Uberet with five days surplus, and that will determine the day of the week, which means the day of the week could be any day of the week, 
and we don't manipulate the calendar. According to Rabbanan, we do manipulate the calendar, and therefore uh, Yom Kippur would never fall on a Sunday, and as a result, Sukkot would never start on a Friday. Indeed, that's how our calendar works. So there never could be, there every year there will be a circumstance of uh, Shabbat, uh, of Arab Shabbat, Chol HaMoed. Okay, and then we go on to the challenge. Meitavei, a challenge to his report that there are separate ones. Rosh Chodesh, Shachal Yom Shabbat, Shir Shal Rosh Chodesh, Tochesh Shir Shal Shabbat. So the Levim would sing the psalm of Rosh Chodesh as opposed to the one of Shabbat when Rosh Chodesh fell on Shabbat. Ve'ita, but if Ravacha was right, Le'imad of Shabbat, following Rosh Chodesh. Say them both. Well, they would say one with the Tkiot on the Musaf of Shabbat and one with the Tkiot of the Musaf of Rosh Chodesh. Rav my Docheh, Docheh Lekadem. So Docheh can be read one of two ways. One is priority, one is precedence. Priority means you're going to do one which comes first, which takes takes first uh, place and knocks the other out. The other is precedence, meaning that you have a few to do, which comes first in the sequence. So he says, this means sequence. You do Rosh Chodesh first. We have the rule of Tadir. So the Shabbat should come first. It's there to tell everybody that Rosh Chodesh was affixed in its proper time and publicized Rosh Chodesh, which of course is always a problematic issue. Is that the recognition that we use? We have a different one. The uh, fats of the Tamid uh, are put on the lower half of the uh, ramp and then they're taken up and they're put on the east side. Musafin are put on the right side, meaning on the, uh, sorry, on the, on the west side, meaning left going up. And the Shavosh Chodesh are put underneath the Karkov, which means they're in a special place. And that way, everybody sees them and they know that Rosh Chodesh has been declared and that today indeed is Rosh Chodesh. Um, so that means that the Musavim Rosh Chodesh actually put on the higher half of the Mizbeach and people could see. And that's what Yochanan said. It's done in order for people to know when Rosh Chodesh was established. So the answer is We do two different things. One is the Shir Shalyom, and the other is the location of the Chalavim. If you see it there, you see it there. Either way, you'll see it, and you'll know where it is Rosh Chodesh. Now, Meitave challenge. Tani Rabbi Shmuel Shmuel Yachol, because Shemesh Tokin Al Shabbat Fnei Atzmo, we Al Chodesh Fnei Atzmo. Achriu Tokin Al Shikol Musaf Musaf. I might think that just as we have a Tkiyah for Shabbat Musaf or for Rosh Chodesh during the week on its own, I might think that you would do it for all the Musafim, meaning Shabbat Rosh Chodesh, you do it twice. Tamod Lomar Vurashei Uvurashei Chodeshechem. So here the bright explicitly says that there's only one for all the Musafim in one day. So that disproves him. Now, my Talmudah, how did you get the result from that Pasuk? In the plural. All of the first, all of the first days of the month are compared to each other, and on a regular Rosh Chodesh, there's only one, so therefore when it falls out on Shabbat, it's also one. And by the way, when Rosh Chodesh Tishrei, it's also one, even though you have two and maybe three of its Shabbat, Musafim, because of Rosh Hashanah, still only one. Rashi Amri has an alternate uh, proof against Ravacha. Tiv Chod Shechem, he has it written, Chaser, Uchtiv Uvrashay. Ve'ezu Chodesh, Yish Toshter Rashim. What Chodesh is it that has two heads? Havyomer, is it Rosh Hashanah? Ve'amrachmona Chod Shechem, Chadhi. In other words, the Torah refers to even the month that has two heads. Rosh Chodesh Tishrei, it's also Rosh Hashanah, as being one, and there's only one Tkiah. 
What was the special Shishal Yom on Cholam Oed? The next day was Hashem Ar Elohim. I have them all presented there on the page. You see, most of these are from common Shishal Yom that we use from the Mishnah Tamid, um, but special Shishal Yom for the days of Sukkot. This is also developed further in Masachat Sofrim. Mimchal Shabbat Be'achad Me'am. If Shabbat is one of these days of Cholamoid, Yimotu Yidcha, the last day gets pushed off. Now, that proves that you only have, uh, one Shishal Yom per day, which means there's only one set of Tkiot per day, even though it's Cholamoid, and when it's Shabbat, you can only have one, even though there's two Musafim. Parenthetically, of Safra Manachbu Simana Ahum Bahi, of Papa Manachbu Simana Ahum Habi, so they had simanim of how to remember the order of these shir sifri. And the way to remember which siman was whose is ambuah, which is like a package uh, of books. Ambuah sifri um, is uh, is another way of saying a whole band of people put together um, that uh, they would walk where the children were learning, and the children and the school children and their parents are all there. So same, same way, somebody whose name is Sifra, his siman was Humbahi, like Um Ambua. And uh, Rapapa, whose name is not Sifra, had the siman of, um, uh, had the, a slight variation in the order, and he had Humhabi. Alright, so the question is the, 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 uh, fifth and sixth, the fourth and fifth, or what the order is. Okay, it's Yuftar Biyacha Barchanina Tiyuftar. So he really has been, been dis- uh, refuted. But he quoted a pasuk, and he also quoted, um, a, a brighta that said, musaf musaf. So how do we interpret the brighta? It doesn't mean that you blow a separate tkiyot for each musaf, but you have longer tkiyot, to go through both Musafin. Rabbanan the Kisar Mishpeda Rabbi Amri, they quote Rabbi Yacha himself saying, Lamar Shemar Bebitokin. It means you have more people blowing, not more separate tkiot, more people blowing. Now back to the issue of, um, of, of mentioning, but this is a slightly different issue, which is that in the Musaf we mention the day's Korban, and on Sukkot each day it's different. What do we do here in Bavel, and here outside of Israel, where we have two days of Chag, that means that on the first day we recite the Korban for the first day, and on the second day we also recite the Korban for the first day. What happens then? On the second day, on the first day of Cholamoid, do we jump ahead to the third day, which is the real day it is, or do we go back to the second day because we're playing, shall we say, one day behind? He says the second day gets knocked out. So you say first day, then first day, and then on the third day, the first day of Cholamoid and Chutzlar, and the second day of Cholamoid in Eretz Yisrael, you join Eretz Yisrael and go from the third day, and the second day never gets mentioned. Rava says, no, the seventh day gets knocked out, meaning that you always stay one day behind, and therefore on, on Hoshana Rabbah and Chutzlar, you're going to be saying Yom Shishi, and you'll never say Yom Shvi'i. Nobody suggests that on Shemini Atzeret you'd say Yom Shvi'i, we have a, bar, a, a uh, bright that supports Rava. Im Chal Shabbat Liot Bechad Mihan Yimotu Yidche. The brighter that we just said about the, just mentioned about the Shir Shalyom on Sukkot. We said if Shabbat is one of the days of the of the Moed, then the last Shir Shal gets not Shir gets knocked out, which means that we always push out the last one. So the same way, the seventh day gets knocked out. And in this is what the common practice of Chutzlaretz is to do a dilug. A dilug here 
And as we saw also at the end of Megillah, with Shmuel's opinion, with Rob's opinion about the, uh, about the reading of Rosh means to repeat. So what we do is we say one and two, and, and the next day we say one and two. Uh, sorry, we say one, and the next day we say one, and on the first day of Cholamoid we say two and three, and the next day three and four, and on the last day we say six and seven. So we meant no day is knocked out, and we are essentially covering whatever day today is really in Eretz Yisrael, and whatever day we were concerned might be based on, on the confusion about Rosh Chodesh. Okay, the next Mishnah. So one quick introduction to this Mishnah. There are 24 Mishmarot of Kihunan. Each Mishmarot comes up for one week during the year. They come to Shalayim on Friday, stay there, take over in midday of Shabbat, work through the next Shabbat, midday they finished, and then the Sunday they leave. However, on the Chag, all Mishmarot can come up and they can all participate equally. So there's 24 Mishmarot. Now, on the first day of Chag, there are a total of... Uh, of uh, 30 animals that are brought. And so the different Mishmarot are all going to get an opportunity to participate in Hakravat Tatvidim, and this takes us back to the Mishnah in Yoma in the second parak and the whole development of the pious, of the lottery. So Yoma Rishon Shachag, Ayusham Shloshasar Parim, Elim Shnai Musir Echad. On the first day of Chag, there were 13 bulls, two rams, and one goat. That's 16 animals. There's 14 lambs. Eight mishmarot are left. So how do we divide up the 14 lambs among eight mishmarot? Six of the mishmarot divide up uh, two animals each. That's 12. The other two mishmarot each gets one. And that means that they do their own pious to divide up Who's going to get the leg and who's going to set around all the different parts of the animal to, bring, to be brought up to the Mizbeach. Of course, all these animals, with the exception of the Sa'ir, are all olot, and so there's nothing eaten. Now, remember that on Sukkot, we have 14 lambs every day, two rams every day, one Sa'ir every day, and a diminishing amount of bulls, the first day 13, then 12, down to 7 on the last, on the seventh day. So now that our shift, our thing is going to shift here. By Sheni, the second day, there's only 15 animals besides the 14 lambs. So therefore, Chamishama Kavin Shnaim Shnaim. Therefore, five of them are going to bring two each. Vashar Echad uh, which means that the there are now uh, 15 animals, which means there's nine Mishmarot left, and the nine Mishmarot for uh, for 14 lambs. So what happens is five of them bring two. That's ten. And the other four each brings one. It might be helpful to make a little chart here. It keeps going down until on the seventh day they're all the same because on the seventh day we only have seven bulls. So seven bulls plus, uh, plus, uh, two rams. Uh, plus one, um, plus one goat is ten, which means there's fourteen lambs and fourteen mishmarot left, so each one gets one. Now, Bashmini, what about Shmini Yatzeret? We go back and do a new lottery as if it were a different regal and start over fresh. Now, parenthetically, during the intervening days, Whoever brought parim today doesn't get it t- uh, tomorrow, the next day. They keep going around in the circle of the Mishmarot. Okay, now, it sounds like our Mishnah follows Rebbe, not Rabbanan. The Tanya, Par Rebbe says that the, the one par that's brought on the eighth day is a new pious. 
one of the two Mishparot that didn't get three opportunities to bring Parim during the week, they get it. So it's between two. The answer is no. Even the Rabbanan would, would have to agree. There's two Mishparot. They have to do a pious to see which one gets the, the bull. So there's still a pious on the eighth day. So we have another Brita, which tells us that all of the Mishmarot would go through the, their Avodah twice and a third time, except for two Mishmarot, the last two, that would only do it twice and not three times during the course of Sukkot. So name a Rebbe, Velor Abadan. Sounds like that follows Rebbe, who says that once the seven days are over, then we start fresh, and that's a different system, and not Rabbanan. The answer is no. Even the Rabbanan could be subscribed to that Brayta because they mean they didn't go tw- a third time through in Pareha Chag. They might have been involved on Shemini Atzeret. Umay Kamashpan, what does this teach? Kamashpan, Mishikriv Parim Ayom, Lekriv Lamachar, Elachazrin Chalila. That we don't allow you to have, to participate the next day. We go through the system, and once the whole mish- all the Mishmarot have gone through, then we go back to the first Mishmarot and allow them to start again. Okay. Amar Rabbi Elazar. Hani Shivim Parim Kenegad Mi. Kenegad Shivim Umot. The 70 Parim that are brought during the seven days of Sukkot correspond to the 70 nations of the world. Take a look at the table of families of the world in Breshit and count them and you get 70. Par Yechidi Lama Kenegad Umay Yechida. The singular par that's brought on Shmini Yatzerat corresponds to the singular nation, Am Yisrael. It's like a king who told his servants to make a big feast. The feast lasts for seven days in this case. And on the last day, he told his close friend, let's have a small meal, just you and I together. So in the same way, Sukkot is this big universal feast, and Shmini Yatzerah is an intimate meeting between Am Yisrael and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Amar Rabbi Yochanan, Woe to the nations that destroyed something, the Hind of the Beit HaMikdash, they have no idea what they destroyed. When there was a Beit HaMikdash, that was the vehicle for Kapara for them through these 70 Parim. But now there's no Beit HaMikdash, they're not getting any Kapara. We will hold it at this point. We'll pick it up with our final shiur in the next podcast. In the meantime, we should have a wonderful day.